In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I'm Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always, is Mr. Chad Allen. Chad, say hello. Hey, everybody. And tonight, we continue our gauntlet of fantastic guests in this unrelenting hellscape known as 2020. And so we got the big get. We caught the big fish. Ladies and gentlemen, perk up your ears as we introduce to you the massive man monster, the largest pro wrestler, the strongest chops, the biggest boots, the biggest hoss that has ever been and ever will be in the sport of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, making his debut in the IndyCast, it's Big Calix. Hell yeah! My name's Big Calix. I'm the biggest boy, the largest pro wrestler, and uh, I think this is my first podcast. Ooh. What is it really? You, you know what? As if I wasn't excited enough to have you on, you just made my day just knowing that that might be the case. Welcome to the IndyCast, then. It's kind of a lie. I did a five-minute thing somewhere else, but this is my <laughs> first full one. <laughs> what an introduction hey this is my first time also that's a lie um <laughs> that's okay i will take a full podcast over a five minute guest spot that's, i think that and uh, we've done both I, i'm so. still counting it we've got yes we have uh, so calix so, well, thank you so much for joining us here we can't thank you enough and and i'm glad that we were able to make extra space on the super highway here of the internet to fit your big boyness properly on the show hell yeah since this is the big boy's first podcast, he feels like he needs to break out something a little bit special. Ooh. See, I had this oh. nice little switch installed on my thigh, and it says night mode. And when I go <laughs> night mode, I get a little less big, but a little big at the same time. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm preparing myself to, to hear what Big, Pal- big Calix night mode entails. Let me just, uh... <coughs> so this is night mode. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, this, that's sweet. That's, I like this. It's like a, it's like a, a big Calyx, uh, brand version of Zequel. I love it. I'm very thrilled with this. It's rare that I get to flip the switch. I usually get a zap if I zip, if I hit the switch too often, but sometimes you just gotta, you gotta hit that night mode. I imagine that it's like, uh, you know, you've just kind of taped the, the switch on, you know, off constantly just to make sure that it doesn't get flipped accidentally <laughs> mid-match. Well, so, yeah, can't have that. So in addition to, uh, to you know, this amazing introduction here and uh, the, the secret showcasing of Night Mode, uh, one thing we like to do here at the IndieCast is run through the very boring and bland uh, podcast questions that you will undoubtedly run into when you do various right. other inferior podcasts later on in your career. 
Uh, so we call this segment the lightning round, and we will get bored of it very easily, and we will fall <laughs> off the rails. So, Chad, if you wouldn't mind, please start the lightning round. And, of course, Big Calix, answer these questions uh, as, as long or as short as you'd like with the first thing that pops into your head. Please, Chad, the floor is yours. And thank you, sir. And let me go ahead and get rid of that podcast question you'll get tired of when you go on those inferior podcasts. Uh, when did you debut, and who trained you? Uh, I think... So I had my official show debut in late 2017, and then I had my first official match debut in early 2018. Uh, and I, I was trained mostly by uh, Fire Ant did most of my training, but uh, I had a lot of training from Mike Quackenbush and also Hollow Wicked. Okay. And I guess everyone under that kind of umbrella. Okay. And uh, question number two, what is your first wrestling memory? Oh, man. Uh, my first wrestling memory was when I was a wee, a wee little lad, and I went out to the living room, and I think the Hardy Boys and Lita were on the TV. And I think that's all I remember. I was going to say, I, there was a lot of, uh, both with the, the young Hardys and Lita, basically the entire spectrum, there was some... Uh, uh, there were some changes in the air when you saw the Hardy Boys and Lita, regardless of what gender you were or what orientation you were. When the Hardys and Lita were on, you were like, and this is this is everything I've ever wanted and more. <laughs> I don't even think I remember the... I, I think I just remember being like in shock that there were colors on the screen from the entrance. I was like, oh, blue and purple. This is cool. I, I was always taken aback at like, oh, crushed velvet skin-tight t-shirts. Excellent choice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, question number Doc, three. What? Doc uh, Holl, whatever the, uh, um, what's his face, who was uh, uh, managing them, um, he wore the skin-tight crushed velvet t-shirt as well. I'm not making that up. He did. Are you talking Michael P.S.A.? There you go, was, Michael uh, P.S.A. Doc, I forgot what his... Doc Hendricks? Yeah, Doc Hendricks. He wore the crushed velvet <laughs> uh, skin-tight shirt too, so let's not judge, you know, okay? You know, what, you know what the funny part is? Uh, in Since that time frame, Michael PSA's clothing choices have only gotten worse. That's and I didn't think that would be possible. Um, but but <laughs> All right. there is Next. visual proof that it's gotten worse. Uh, question number three, Big Calix, what is the last movie that made you cry? Uh, Moana. Oh, okay. Now, what was it about Moana? I don't know. I just remember crying the entire time. Uh, can I share, like, what... I don't, I might have talked about this on the show already, but... Uh, the, the one moment of that movie that really freaked me out, like I'm a grown man, like I've got gray in my beard and everything, but in the, in the movie, when they, um, when they're pretending that like nothing's wrong with the Island and they crack open the coconut and it's all like ash and dead inside, that really freaked me out. I don't know why I'm sure there's probably <laughs> something deeper there, but like that scared the hell out of me. Like to see it like, Oh yeah. Coconut delicious. And it's like, Oh no, it's dead inside. I, I don't know if I identified with the coconut or what, but like. That really unsettled me in a children's movie. It's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, question number four. Uh, Marvel or DC and why? I don't know. Can I pick neither? Is that an option? Ooh. I don't know. So, so why why neither? Just not just not a comic book uh, slash movie type person? or I'm, I mean, they're cool, but to, I, I feel like it's silly to pick a like allegiance over one another. Cause I mean, both have cool superheroes and both have shitty superheroes. Um, I, I mean, if I, if I'm picking one over another, it's, you know, it's because I liked the Spider-Man video game more than I liked the Batman video games. 
Um, well, that's a very. I wasn't expecting a very Buddhist answer on, on comic book <laughs> movies. There, I'm like, well, they're all fictional workings. Why, why rank them? Um, hmm. Okay, fair enough. You can wiggle out your way out of that one. Got it. Well, here I don't think there's going to be a wiggle out of this one. Question yes, number five: uh, Halo franchise or Gears of War franchise? Oh man, I actually just started. So, uh, oh fuck, uh, lightning round. Oh, can I swear on the show? A, yes, you already have, and B, take as much time as you want. Um, I'm going to say Halo for nostalgia's sake, but I think Gears tells a better story. Okay. Now, when, now walk us back, because I remember playing uh, the zombies on Halo 1 on Xbox. That, that eats me greatly. Um, but what was, walk us back. Why, you know, were you always like an Xbox kid, or... Yeah, uh, I, Halo 3 was the game that, like, really sucked me in the Xbox. Um, yeah. But I think, if I remember correctly, I think Gears 3 was the first video game to ever make me cry. Um, but I, I, I have so many hours put into Halo 3 that, you know... I you would got feel, like, dishonest it. if you didn't say it? Yeah, there was a good nine-month period where I would have to listen to the Halo theme song on my way to every show. Like, it was a ritual for a while. See, damn it, that's a question we usually ask is what's like an inspirational song for you prior to a wrestling match, particularly <laughs> the Halo theme. Yeah, it's it's up there. Uh, I, I I mean, if we're skipping right to it, it's usually the Halo song, um, usually a couple Run the Jewel songs. Um, I, I really like big, loud stuff, right, like on my way to a show. Well, clearly, uh, like, now I just picture the Big Calyx WrestleMania entrance is just a bunch of like nerdy dudes all singing the Halo theme acapella as you come out. <laughs> one day I will get, that's what I'm wrestling for is just to get the money saved up for that. And then that's, once I, I have mean, that's that, the goal. Yep. <laughs> and it has to be like in a weird uh, high school locker room so that the acoustics are, are good, just like on TikTok. That's, that's really <laughs> the key. We'll, we'll fill my entrance Goldberg style out of the like the bunch <laughs> <laughs> You'll just be making your way down the hallway, and just more and more nerdy dudes are just singing it a cappella. Beautiful. That, that you want to talk about tearjerker? As before you even get in the ring, people will just be silent tears as you as that just continues to build. That's what I like. I like the audience to cry when they watch me wrestle. <laughs> that's, my, that's my big goal that's, here. That's a that's a lofty goal. That's a lofty <laughs> goal. You gotta tell Shoot a story. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars or something. So. Uh, <laughs> So speaking of telling a story, uh, one thing we've done some a little bit of research here. We've dug through your social media, and so we are dying to know now that we've completed the lightning round. Excellent job, gentlemen. Um, what is it about the Lorax from Doctor Seuss <laughs> that speaks to you? And is it purely the Danny DeVito version, or do you also have love for the weird old cartoon version that we all had to watch in school that would depress the shit out of us? I have no love for anything that was made before 1995. Um, <laughs> well, shit. Hashtag, why is that not on a shirt? There you go. I don't think it's just Danny DeVito. It's like the weird way his character's drawn, the way he's like animated, the way he speaks for the trees. Um, it's also crazy and weird. And uh, he's tiny. So I feel like I'm so big. I've got to have something tiny to, to hang on to. I feel do you do you ever want to consider doing like a Lorax mask one day with the with the big mustache and everything? I think you could definitely work with something there. 
I'll write that in my notes app, and I'll make sure to get on that. I was nice. just to say, if I if I may reword that, uh, Big Calix, have you ever decided that sometimes you just want to be a wide awake fucking nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going for now. <laughs> yeah, I, was about to say, I think I think that's the gimmick already. There, by the way, yeah. why is that not on a shirt? Big Calix, <laughs> wide awake fucking nightmare. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> but it has to be Calix with the giant bushy mustache. That's the key. That's right. Yep. <laughs> AKA um, <laughs> assuming a photo of dad, big Calix, yeah. bigger Calix. Maybe it's just you with right. a giant bushy mustache. I'll get one of those dollar tree, like, I don't know, fake mustaches. And then I'll just regress my mask until it just becomes a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's an opening there in, in wrestling right now. So you got it. <laughs> so, well, uh, let me follow that up with, uh, with other, uh, small, cute things that Calix is, is, uh, could be obviously shows much larger too. Uh, we need you to discuss the daily utilization of your assistance and help us decide if the office felines are a good investment. Uh, I'm very interested in this. I'm an entrepreneur myself and I need to know if you, you know, I've heard of virtual assistants and things like that. I want to know about the assistants that you currently have in your employee. Yes. So uh, my two assistants, we have manager Chonk uh, and then we have the new intern Gex, who's just been onboarded this last month. Uh, by far, two of the worst investments I've ever made in my life. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, we trained them specifically to go after bookings, manage my social media, um, send out merch, promote merch, everything. And they've done next to nothing. Okay. All right. Um, Fair. Yeah. It, I, I, I really should get on hiring someone to fire them. I think that's my next goal. <laughs> are, so are they on like a uh, you know a double secret probation right now, or you know where are we currently in standing with them? I don't know how any of the business model works. Um, fair enough. They're just kind of floating around my sphere at all Excellent. times. All right, fair. Now, do you do you hire another feline to fire the first two felines then, or or do maybe you go for like a hamster now? I don't discriminate. Whoever you know, whoever's the most qualified gets the job. Okay, so fine. really. Really comes down to these two uh, individuals just happen to absolutely kill it on the uh, entrance interview. Then is what it sounds well, like. Well, that's what their resume showed, but clearly put into action. Uh, you know, uh, maybe I should start calling references or something. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. If they're on there, you should probably use them. That's. I mean, that's just usually the way you, you should look at it from that. That's point. true. So, so uh, while we're on the topic of kind of uh, doling out big Calix TED talks here. Um, Recently, uh, I think we can consider you you kind of went viral for a minute on social media uh, when you were um, divvying out Calyx name variations to wrestlers and individuals and fans, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, um, and, and, and podcast networks, and podcast, by the way. Yes, we did, podcast, we yes. did get we did get one, too. Yes. And so uh, with that, A, if you wouldn't mind kind of going into like how that momentum kind of started, and then B, um, do you have advice – for young wrestlers on how to kind of build a proper social media presence. Like, I'm not saying you have it all figured out, but you know, a lot of wrestlers kind of just jump on social media. Cause it's like, well, I need to secure the name on here or hop into people's DMS and be creeps, but not really build a real presence. And you have, you've absolutely built a presence online. So can you kind of go into detail a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the first one, what went into the, uh, like the naming everyone thing. Yes. The um, blessing people with the Calyx name. Yeah. I just wanted people to reply to a tweet that I made and I, I asked them to, um, and they did, uh, 
as far as like the social media advice, um, I have a lot of thoughts, and I don't think any of them are right or correct. Good, um, good. A lot of it, a lot of it's just opinion, and a lot of it is I got lucky. Um, and also, you know, I got to save something for when I need to retire. Got to do these social media, you know, uh, seminars and whatnot. That's true. Uh, very true. So if I have to give out one piece of free advice, I would be, uh, it would be. Always be trying to fail. Can always try new things. Figure out what works. If you're not trying something new, then you're not growing or you're not changing. And that mm-hmm. is the key to growth: is change. Interesting. Okay. I think I don't know. It's I probably know. wrong. And it sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, and another, and kind of based off that, another thing that you had actually put on on Twitter fairly recently, which I thought was sounded very good as well and it, i think i got the quote correct here uh big calyx is creating big calyx in the way he wants to now uh and i thought that that's kind of i would say kind of goes a little bit off of that i i would think right do you do you feel kind of uh, a sense of freedom now that you're getting to create you know create more of what you have in mind for calyx um in a sense yeah there's there's definitely like some areas that i can uh grow a little bit where i i couldn't before um, but I think part of the reason I, I, I don't want to say got success cause I'm so fucking small. Um, but the reason I kind of had a little bit of growth, uh, is because I, I kind of went rogue from the first place. Like I, I did a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have or wasn't supposed to. And that's what got, uh, got me ahead of the game when I was falling behind. Well, I was going to say, so building off that, I see that they're again, doing my research here. Um, there was a, a tweet that you had responded to about, um, So I'll just read it. Uh, Wrestlers, have you ever been told to change the way that you present yourself in order to be more accepted slash successful? Give an example if you're up for it. And your response was, the contrary, Big Calyx was suggested to portray himself like every other big monster stereotype. He ignored that suggestion completely. Stereotypes suck. Innovation is big. Best thing, the big boy ever did and there were periods there i wasn't just like having a stroke um <laughs> so, i thought you were there was a very shatner-esque reading you were going <laughs> for, <laughs> that's my new character that i do i read tweets that the guest has said and i sound like a mental patient um no uh so without you know we're not asking you to name names or anything like that or be like oh, uh, tell us what this guy he was an asshole but by the way let me let me belay that you could totally name names if you want. I don't give a oh, shit what's happening. Glad we're, glad we're the gossip site now. Anyways, um, so but that's super interesting to me because uh, we, we you know wave a big banner around here about creating characters and personas and marketability, and so it sounds like you kind of had a crossroads there and decided to go against the grain. So I, I want to dive into that a little bit. Where where does that come from? And and can you go a little deeper in exactly what they were suggesting? Like what they just wanted you to wrestle like Kevin Nash. Like what is, what does that, what did that mean exactly in that moment? Sure. Um, I, I don't want to like say it's one that that statement was largely shared among like everywhere I went, like independent promotions, yep. small town places, backyards, everywhere I went, they're like, you know, you got something, but you should really be, you know, like, like this stereotype. And I think, like that all that advice comes from a place of meaning well and wanting others to improve. But, um, I think stereotypes are boring. I think they've all been seen before. I think there's no place to really go from there. Um, 
I just wasn't having fun playing a stereotype. I, I would have, you know, there's a lot more fun in making my own character as opposed to playing off of, uh, you know, a guitar tab someone else wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no big men monsters that are tweeting about the Lorax at 2 a.m. Like, you know, it's it's all part of having fun. Cool, because they're not brave enough. Clearly, um, <laughs> that's what it is. I sw- you never mind. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Go, 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 oh. go, go. Run with it. No, I agree. Calix, 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 Calix. Calix. Come on, Calix, Calix. Listen, Big Daddy V could have had a much bigger career if he was watching Doc, uh, Doctor Seuss movies. That's all. I'll say. <laughs> okay. Good Glad one. we're disrespectful. Um... <laughs> no, but you know what? I I will say one thing. It, it is very interesting that I think one of the times that Viscera, Big Daddy V, whatever name he was going for at the time. I think some of his most creative time was actually when he was coming out in silk pajamas and completely went the opposite of what, what everybody was expecting. And I, and I never fully understood kind of why they got away from that a little bit, because I thought I always found that much more entertaining than the, you know, the typical, like I'm a big, you know, a big beast of a guy character. And I think, and I do think that's interesting that if you're finding other ways to, you know, twist it a little bit and turn it that, you know, why not do it? Why not try something, you know, interesting and different? I think you've been doing a great job doing that so far. So thank you. And no disrespect to big daddy V. He is my favorite professional wrestler. Okay. Excellent. Good save. Well, well, now let me pause it. Is he your favorite professional wrestler? Because we have noticed a big love to, for uh, the great Kali on your, on your Twitter. That's true. Um, So great Kali is a, he is a second. It is not a close second. Uh, Big daddy V will live number one in my heart and my mind until the day I die. So if I ever talk, die. Let's which I seemingly impossible as of right now. Uh so let's talk a little bit about Great Kali and your sort of uh internet love letter to Great Kali. Um why, I guess is the question. <laughs> Just why? why? I, don't under- I don't understand. No one asks these questions about Seth Rollins or Kenny Omega. Uh why don't we ask no. why why not? Right? <laughs> no, that's seven feet tall, three hundred pounds, um, a, a chop that will level you. He had a kiss cam segment. He's <laughs> he's uh he's on a he's on a quick road to a blackout bingo card on, on my book. <laughs> well then. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a sales pitch. If they'd ever needed to repackage him and sell him in 2020, that's the, just do that. I see it like, uh, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But if the Great Kali ever does an independent run, I will start my own promotion and go into a lifetime of debt to make that match happen. (laughs) See, you know what I think, you know what I think your moment is here? I think when this COVID, this, you know, COVID nightmare is done, and um, those WrestleMania weekend shows start coming again. I would be shocked if somebody doesn't try to book Great Kali and and Big Calix. Mm-hmm. I, I that's I think we need to put that out there in the world right now for like, uh, you know, like one of those, uh, you know, punk. Well, I don't know, you know, like Punk Pro. Hey, don't you put that juju on us. Hey, I think I think we would draw big money for doing that at Punk Pro. Don't think I wouldn't. Um, I mean, we, Effie could do it at one of his big gay brunches. I could see Effie putting that one on for go. some reason, too. Yeah, that so. match screams get big gay brunches. <laughs> the great <laughs> Cali versus Big Calix. 
When I hear that match, <laughs> I think Effie. Fuck it. Big gay, big big gay brunch. Perfect. Um, <laughs> excellent. Great. So to jump back a moment before we fell down the rabbit hole of Greg Cully, um, when talking about going kind of your being being big Calyx Fleetwood Mac, big rumors, uh, going your own way. Um, <laughs> I'm very old. Uh, your your wife any, loves you for that reference, by the way. She better. Uh, what, was there a moment, has there been a moment, where you decided to go against the grain and you felt it blew up in your face to a certain degree? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, I felt that way for a while. Like There was a good six to eight month period where I wasn't getting booked at my home promotion strictly because I was kind of going against the grain, but... I felt it was getting so much. I was seeing so many dividends um, through so many other resources where it, like, it just didn't make sense to stop. And eventually, you know, things kind of turned and I kind of changed the minds of it. Um, but yeah, for a while, it was, you know, it was pretty scary there for a while. Well, I mean, there are certain times you got to sacrifice, especially if, you know, you're like, no, I really got to commit to this. Right. Unfortunately, you gotta have to play those games sometimes. So good on you for for staying, sticking with it, and not just going like, I, you know, forget it, forget all of it. It's fine. I mean, a lot of it comes down to, I, I mean, not to to pull the curtain back too far, but Here none of go. us are getting none of us are getting paid that much to be miserable at this. You know, True. if you're gonna do it, you might as well have fun, um, and that should be like the chief currency of of professional wrestling is fun. It should be the thing that you're striving for. I totally agree, 100%. If so, I could, I'd like, yeah, check. Go ahead. One, thing that I, one thing that I would like to mention that was a lot of fun that I, I'm hoping to see more of um, and probably went against the grain, too, uh, was uh, cooking with Calyx. Um, yes. <laughs> what, when, when can we expect another one? Because I definitely want to see more. Uh, and uh, do, do you, does, Calyx like to, does Calyx like to cook other than the, in his, his cooking segments? No, Calyx does not like no. to cook. Calyx, Calyx hates cooking. Um, you will. There are some cooking with Calyxes uh, in the oven, per se. Um, so we're playing the long game with this one. So slow and steady wins the race. And there I'll, we go. I'll leave it at that. So um, I'm actually again looking through uh, the big Calyx Twitter and uh, watching. A incredible sequence between uh, you and uh, Cabana Man Dan from Black Label Pro, where you ate about oh I don't know a baker's dozen worth of uh, sa- uh, sandal slaps, um, <laughs> and lived to tell the tale. That is, you want to talk about endurance? That is endurance in a nutshell. Yeah, I'm 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 a, a tank engine, if you say. Uh, <laughs> It's the spooky season. So let me ask coming up here. So let me ask you is um what was the biggest holiday in the Calix house growing up? Um Easter because it's the celebration of someone dying and coming back to life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's that, well, that's that shit Calix likes. Okay. There's no no death. <laughs> only that's... only death to others, no death to Calix. That uh, yeah, okay. Well, I got the, I, that's the answer I was expecting. That's the one I got. So, hey, it's right. spooky, it's zombies. It works out beautifully, actually. Look, no, uh, I, I'm sorry. Me... I'm just picturing Big Calyx like <coughs> into a tiny Baptist church and seeing like 
them talking about the resurrection and just going, yeah, Calix likes that kind of shit. And they're all like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and peace be with you, big Calix. Um, well, and also with you. While in, <laughs> while in the mat. In in the mask, wearing wearing uh, bunny ears, uh, com- complete with the basket in hand. I, yes. I I've got the whole picture going with me right yes. now. So, Cox, uh, let me ask you this: uh, Which is more painful, tweeting in lowercase or things that claim to be Hoss but are in fact regular size? Uh, things that claim to be Hoss and are in fact regular size. That shit's ridiculous. You are five foot two and one hundred and fourteen pounds. You are not a Hoss. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you feel now? This is I, I want I want pure honesty here. Do you feel like there is a lot of phony plus talk in wrestling today? Absolutely, like, really, oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, every show, every show that exists in independent wrestling, there is someone who is slightly larger than average talking about how they are Buckingham County's number one hoss. Every show. <laughs> Uh, so that you, we'll have to design a "You're not a real hoss" T-shirt for Big Calix to parade around in and just mean mug everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. The bar, so, the bar for hosshood starts at seven feet tall and five hundred pounds. Anything below that, you are not a hoss. No. Okay. Really? Okay. Rules here. Okay. Yep. I so, make these rules. You do, and no one's going to argue with you. Uh, so, Chad, I think now uh, is the time to get our spines tingling here with the Trevin Adams Memorial question because I'm dying I, to know how uh, Big Calix's answers. I believe – are we one and one so far with this crew? I think so. Um, it depends on how you're counting the Molly and uh, Boomer I'm, situation. I'm going to say that it's one and one. Okay, I I will accept that because otherwise I think you'd be ahead two and one officially. Yes. Uh, if we say one and one so far. So enough uh, enough lollygagging. Let's get to the question. Excellent. So uh, so uh, big Calix, obviously you uh, have been out late night. You're doing the drives. You're uh, on your way home. Uh, you're big. You're going to be you're hungry. You need to pull over. You need to stop and get something to eat. Uh, it's at that point in time where basically everything but McDonald's is closed, and you don't want McDonald's right now. Um, but suddenly you come over a hill and you see a, a shining beacon of food wonderfulness. Uh, is that shining beacon a sheet or is that shining beacon a Wawa? There is absolutely no way in hell that shining beacon is a sheet. Uh, oh my God, I love you. I love you. I am not I a Wawa apologist, but I am a sheets hater. I don't understand how anyone likes sheets. All they offer is like burgers with tater tots. That shit's disgusting. Absolutely not. Their I mac and cheese that. is delicious too, but that's just. That's I love good. that we went from Marvel vs. DC, eh, why even choose? <laughs> to fuck sheets and the horse it rode in on. Yeah. That's amazing. If I go into the sheets, I'm leaving without food and I'm leaving with disappointment. There's that's, nothing. Oh ab- my God. Can There's that be nothing appetizing line? on that, on that menu. Yes. Yes. You are absolutely right. Uh, damn it! I had a bad feeling on that one. So, so Alex has spoken, so it shall be known. That is it. <laughs> I can't argue it today. Well, uh, Zach Romero, I think this is uh, your time to tag in and uh, do the uh, in- IndyCast official final two question. Well, we've had a great time thus far, and I think it's just about the hour to completely take down the mood and get yes. real depressed. So, 
cool. Big <laughs> big thank you. <laughs> so Big Calyx, uh, unfortunately, in the incredible performance art that we all love, known as professional wrestling, uh, we lose a lot of talent uh, before their time. So, that being said, who is a talent that is no longer alive that you would have loved to have talked to, worked with in the ring, um, got to see live? Who's a ghost that you want to fight? Oh, man. Um, Can I pick two answers? Sure. That's cheating, but yes. Cool. Uh, one like that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a joke, but it's absolutely legit is the big daddy V. Um, okay. So we're going to count that one as like an aside. Cause you kind of, you already mentioned that he's number one. He is number one. Okay. So that's a given. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, the other would be Larry Sweeney. Uh, man, I feel like there's so much to learn from him. I never got to meet him. I never got to watch him wrestle or perform live. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be huge for me, like just to be able to sit down with him and have a conversation, um, and like to see where he stands on Sheets versus Wawa. Uh, <laughs> and if and if people that are under seven foot, you know, claiming to be hosses are just bullshitters. I think he wrote that rule, honestly. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm just carrying the legacy, um, but I would love to sit down and hang out with uh, Larry Sweeney for a little bit. That would be super cool. That's an excellent, excellent answer. Uh, so, now it's time to get weird. Uh, we here at the IndieCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Giraffes have long necks, rhinos the big horns, etc., etc. Our belief is that man, or Calyx in this case, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Big Calyx, if you could fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon would you use? Any Okay, so what's the setting? Um, where am I fighting this animal? Well, that's all part of the, the narrative that you're building here. Well, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm completely in my own favor here, I'm going to be in, like, a, a super, you know super electro powered garage with just a bunch of tools and like an electric fence. Um, uh-huh. But if I'm being realistic about this in a, in an actual situation, I think I'm in the wild. I think I'm in the animals territory. Cause that's the only place that happens. Um, okay, fair enough. So if I have taken one weapon with me, um, man, do I, I'm sorry. Am I picking the animal as well or no? Yes. Yes. You are. You've, you've painted an incredible picture of the like background setting. Now we need the, the fighting game. We need the characters here. It's you and blank. And you have a thing. Am I supposed to win or am I supposed to have like the, the best match with this animal possible? Well, very interesting. You say that. So we have had everything from, uh, mythical creatures and magical weapons. Uh, to John Davis fighting a bear with his bare hands, uh, to uh, one Sidney Bacabella fighting a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. Um, so <laughs> the, the range is the range is very much out there uh, in in where you'd like to go with this. If you want to give yourself a challenge, you can. Uh, if you want to go more like Sidney Bacabella, um, you're you're smashing adorable kittens. So well, it's it's completely up to you. If I'm a monster of my word, I want the biggest animal that nature has to offer. Um, I'm picking a T-Rex. Holy shit. I'm picking nice. a T-Rex. Um, and the weapon I'm picking... Man. Um, 
I think I'm picking it like a gigantic, a gigantic like blow dart. Um, <laughs> I th- you know, one shot and he's out. If I just and I'm sure I can even bring more than one blow dart with me or a, a dart gun. Um, yeah, easy, easy. T Rex in the wild bringing a dart gun. He's sedated. I get the three count. I win. I am the largest professional wrestler on planet Earth, and I whooped a T-Rex's ass to make that happen. I mean, you're not wrong. That's that. I would pay money to see that. I think I now, would, too. Zach, I think, I think we need officially now another T-Rex. We've got three Calyx T-shirts on this one. I think we need <laughs> Calyx press, press slamming a T-Rex. I, uh, I believe well, there's we'll, just something, something there. So, I'll say we'll talk to Buckshot about designing that, potentially. Nice! Uh, well, Calix, this is the uh, part of the episode where one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, so if you could let people know where they can find your social media, uh, where they can buy your merchandise, et cetera, et cetera, the floor is yours. That's it? We're done already? Well, I don't... All right. What, uh, what else, what else would we, you like to talk about, Calix? We, we can keep what, chatting. Mind, I don't find that. Is yours. No, no. No, no, we closed the door. I, I, I just didn't expect this to go by so quickly. Um, okay. Well, we'll uh, have you on another time, and uh, and yeah, you, can, you can bring your own uh, list of bullet points that you'd like to talk about. Perfect. Uh, perhaps Next a TED talk on, on, on hoss will, lifestyle or, or we what We'll go have through you. the encyclopedia of all animals, and I'll tell you how to defeat all of them. That's by being all right, them. then. I'm into it. I'm we, into it. We, okay. will, we, will, we will totally do that. I, I'm 100% for that episode. <laughs> Uh, all my social media is at CalixPW. The PW used to stand for Proteus Wheel, and now it stands for P Big and W Wrestler. Um, all that's social favorite, media. That's my Cal- favorite uh, metric of measurement is P Big. So very good. <laughs> uh, at CalixPW, uh, I have shirts on FullyGimmick.com. I also have shirts on WhatAManeuver.com. Uh, those are all the locations I have shirts. Uh, unless you find me at a merch table, then I have lots of yeah. shirts there. You can buy them directly from my hands, and I'll I'll be real big right next to you. Um, I think that's it. Uh, if you want to book me, bookcalix at gmail dot com. I'm so fucking big, I will sell the shit out of your show. Book me. I'll make the drive wherever you want to go. Let's do it. Uh, I think that's it. I feel like that was almost like a real estate billboard at the end there. Like I'm so fucking big, I'll sell the shit out of your show. Like just I will. you in, in a blazer. Like yeah. You want me to do cooking with Calix with like crack an egg, and inside that egg is the flyer for your next show. I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Book me for your show. Book Calix at gmail dot com or my DMs. I'm not hard to find. That's right. You're probably already what? following me already. Also true. Slide- Slide into Calix's DMs. They're wide open for you. They so, are giant-sized. <clears throat> they are. So That sounded weird well, at the end. I apologize. I got weird. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, everybody. We're canceled now. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to another episode of the IndieCast. Of course, this is only part one now of the unending Big Calix interview saga. Where we will get the right. encyclopedia of all the animals, and he will break down his strategy for each of them next time. So uh, until then... I am, of course, Zach Romero. Uh, and I am Chad Allen. And as always, we uh, like to say, Deuces! Hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan! I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker! <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs>
It's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.